Hey sluts, I'm Aubrey, an Aquarius Sun, Scorpio Moon, Taurus Rising. And I'm Danny, a Sag Sun, Leo Moon, Libra Rising. And, and we're, we're your Astro Sluts. <laughs> Back again. Back again. Every week. Here we are. <laughs> we're back with some more asteroid talk this week, which I think is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. I always like talking about asteroids. Yeah. I feel like they're just like fun and random. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And it's our slut hot summer. And so we picked out some slutty asteroids to yeah, go through. It'll be quite fun. <laughs> want to know how to get that guy text their mom we're gonna need that time will be your latest crush call us astro sluts do you have life updates for us um nothing crazy i'm going to mexico this week so i'm just excited to be out of here yes absolutely just excited to sit by the pool and read a book all week and relax happy mercury and virgo yeah how about you well, I think my main update is that I need to remember that Venus is in retrograde. Yeah. I like really forgot. I got swooped mm-hmm. uh, this week into it. And I last night I was like, I need to I need to I need to get in check. I need to stop whatever is happening in my little brain. Um, and then this morning I woke up and I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Venus retrograde. So. Yeah, totally. At least feeling a little like, oh, okay, that's what's happening. That's what that we was can, about. Like, we can like relax and like enjoy. Mm-hmm. I love a feeling, um, but I think recalling that will keep me yeah. planted. In check. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, the other thing is that I saw the musical Hair. Oh, yeah. The other day. And the first song of the musical is Age of Aquarius. Mm -hmm. I'd like to read some lines. Please. These are actually the opening lines of the song Uh and the show. I'll read them. When the moon is in the seventh house and Jupiter aligns with Mars, then peace will guide the planets and love will steer the stars. Which is beautiful, except they sing that. And I turn to the person I was with and I go, that's my birth chart. I literally have moon in the seventh house and Jupiter conjunct Mars in Aquarius. That is so funny. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that is weird. So I think I might be God, you guys. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's like really funny. Super funny. I was like, I don't even know. Yeah, like what to take with that. It's me. Like, Like, I am, I'm... The prophecy. I I don't know what else to tell you. (laughs) No, literally, though. So something to think about. Something to think about. (laughs) That is so funny. (laughs) Up next, we have our roster. Which is our little segment where we go through what the planets are doing this week, who's on the bench, who's on the starting lines. Who's the hottie of the week? Yeah. <laughs> and nothing like crazy is shifting in this next week, but 
Mercury is entering its retro shade mm-hmm. um, or its shadow period before Mercury retrograde. So we thought we would talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So this begins on August 3rd and ends September 30th, where the actual retrograde is August 23rd to September 15th. So I feel like this is just like honestly like a nice little preview about what you're going to actually experience during the retrograde and like a good time like if something just like weird or like different comes up for you to like be like okay yeah yeah, yeah. like (laughs) mental note like save that for later file that away because it's probably going to come up again and be like an even bigger theme or just like continue to happen um over like the next month or so um, what like qualifies the retro shade is that it begins like when Mercury starts to slow down mm-hmm. and then the actual retrograde would start when it like literally stops and starts moving backwards. But like in the degrees, like let's say Mercury's in retro shade from like, I'm literally making this up, but like 10 degrees to 15 degrees. So it's going to start slowing down between 10 and 15 degrees and then at 15 degrees it would stop and then go back from 15 to 10 so it's going to like hit Mm -hmm. all these same spots in your birth chart when it starts retrograding and then when it stations direct it will hit those like five degrees a third time so that's just like the math behind why these like Mm -hmm. themes keep coming up so yeah definitely take note yeah it's like a little preview yeah things are coming back in threes essentially (laughs) Also, a good time since it's Mercury is not like actually in retrograde yet. And as we may know, Mercury retrograde is when like kind of information and communications get all mm-hmm. jumbled and disconnected and confused. Um, so if you know of anything that you're like, ah, mm-hmm. there's a conversation I need to have or there's a contract that I need to sign or you know anything that like involves communication or information get it get it rolling now yeah so it doesn't like because the retrograde will force you Mm -hmm. into it but like if there's something on your radar that you're like I could start having that conversation or tell someone this thing now I would do it yeah um also this retrograde will be in Virgo Mercury is going to be in Virgo so you like good time to like literally just what Aubrey said but like start paying attention to the details like (laughs) if you have a contract you need to sign fucking read the contract get your details in order this whole retrograde period is a good time to just like edit revise slow down on those things maybe like literally if you have to have a big conversation like write down what you should say before yeah I'm very into scripts these days I feel like I've had a lot of friends that need to have like really hard conversations like even like work-wise like contracts Mm -hmm. and shit like literally write it down a doctor like what you need to tell the doctor what you need to ask them like don't go into any big conversation just like let's see what comes to mind like take a minute write your shit down revise it edit it and then go in with a like clear head um but I also think like the Virgo like the sixth house energy would be good to pay attention to like all your daily habits like kind of clean up your routines your work schedule just like all the little habits you do especially like moving out of like sadly moving out of our summer energy into like more fall winter like so really good like you have a long stretch of time with these like retrograde and then the shadow period to like start getting your shit together essentially Mm -hmm. it's giving 
your summer reading book yeah for back totally. to school <laughs> literally like all the work you were supposed to do over three months yes. do it all right now do it all now um so yeah that is mm-hmm. mercury retro shade i also um i don't have the dates but august there's gonna be six planets in retrograde so definitely like take them as they come but like if you want to start prepping for the like we're already in venus we talked about that last week we've got it together maybe we start prepping for mercury retrograde a little bit sooner because then we've also got we've got jupiter saturn uranus and pluto and i do believe chiron is yep did station retrograde a couple weeks back so Mm -hmm. there's a lot going on we're very like yeah we're slowing down we're reflecting but like Use this pre-period to figure out what you need to do. <laughs> um, we have a friend that is already very worried about Halloween. I should look at the, like, ex- <laughs> she's, like, convinced, like, it's going to be a crazy night. It's, like, season Stop. finale, like, because I feel like it's, like, the perfect amount of time. <laughs> on Halloween. Oh my god. I was like, I'm not totally against that. That is so funny. <laughs> but it's giving it's yeah. giving season finale. It's just like we think it's gonna be an interesting evening. That's so funny. Or a murder. Or a murder. That she also does keep saying, I just wanna be covered in blood. Okay. It's sounding like a Netflix series pretty little liars the reboot yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly that um so we'll see we'll see (laughs) today's sex ed lesson (laughs) is asteroids continued (laughs) (laughs) we have an asteroids episode from like what seems like years ago but it's not it's season three episode three i did my research and we talked about palace Series. I don't know how to say any of these. It was That's a while okay. ago. Juno, Vesta, and Eros. So if you are interested in any of those, you can listen there. A lot of asteroids are just lovey-dovey in format, honestly. So there's some of that happening there. So we are going to continue with some new asteroids, some fun new friends to add to our list. Um, and these are honestly just so fun to look in your birth chart. They so are. I really highly recommend like if you're and doing something currently while you're listening to this, like later go pull up your birth chart um, and add in some new friends. Um, I'll list all. So, okay. It's like a little bit confusing if you're not a reader when trying to do new tasks like me, but if you go to astro.com, you could also just like type in like Cupid calculator and look all these up individually. But if you are an astro.com user, which I am a huge fan of, You go into, like, extended chart selection, Mm -hmm. like, pick out all your stuff. Um, And then at the very bottom, there's, like, a drop-down that you have to find. It says, like, alphabetical list of asteroids or something. And then all of them. There's a million. There's a million. There's, like, an Aaron Rodgers one. (laughs) Like, there's, like, when I tell you there's a million. There's There's a a million. million. (laughs) Um, But if you want to go in right now and pick out all the ones that we're going to do, I'm going to run through the ones that we're going to cover today so you can find them now. Um, We're doing Cupid, Amor, Psyche, Antros, Sappho, 
lust, Casanova, and Aphrodite. So beautiful. Add those to your chart and we'll get into it. Is there any overall asteroid comments you'd like to make? They're not planets. They're not planets. Um, I feel like they're just like a good extra like little spice to add on to your birth chart. Um, definitely not like something you need to know if you're learning astrology, yeah. but if you know like your birth chart pretty well, they are just fun to look up. Also super fun to look up for like dating and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. They're all just like a little more nuanced. A lot of the mm-hmm. things could fall under other plant. Like a, a lot of these are like very Venus coded Yeah, or like Mars coded. Um, and say one more thing. Oh, and a lot of them are, like, rooted in mythology. So if that's something that you're into or want to be into, like, you can find a lot of nuance and, like, extra credit details Mm -hmm. on these placements in your chart by, like, literally reading the stories in mythology. And you can take any sort of, like, theme that you get from those stories and apply it to the placement. Yeah. So, obviously, we're going to – we're going to botch some mythology coming (laughs) up. So (laughs) – if you're like a, a have a doctorate in Greek mythology or something, please Maybe just stop listening. This, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm starting with Cupid or Cupido. Cupid is the son of Venus. So obviously we are all familiar with our little image of Cupid, our little cherub, playful, innocent, lovey. This one is gonna be really about like crushes and flirtations. Um, more like how fast you fall in love or like how you fall in love what makes the heart flutter like if you think of the little cupid's arrow it's that like initial like pinpoint it's not like everlasting true love it's not like (laughs) long term it's not like seventh house committed relationships it's really more like the fun flirty kind of like dating scene vibe um this also could be like why people are like infatuated with you or like attracted to you too. So it can be like kind of the flip of like what you're interested in versus like what people find interesting in you. Um, I do also think like there's definitely probably this like I couldn't find anything really on it, but there has to be some like mother son dynamic here mm. that I think would be interesting to look at because it's like Venus is the mother, Cupid is the son. And you know I love to bring up a mama's boy situation. <laughs> so I do just like I I couldn't find anything besides just like literally like mother son relationship. Like what do you mean? Like can you like can you yeah. can we delve in? <laughs> but I do think there has to be like some of that here. So I think that might be something interesting to look at if you're like, you know, dating a mama's boy or something. Um <laughs> <laughs> But mine is in in Taurus in my eighth house. Um, So I feel like this placement would be very much like anyone who like spoils you, takes you nice places, like invites you on like a nice fancy date would probably be like very like initially attractive to you. It does have more of like that slow burn energy than like the many other placements I I think would with this Cupid placement. Like if you had it in your fifth house, you would probably be like, you are like chatting people up. You're either like working like seven hinge messages, like going on all times, or you're just like out flitting and flirting with people. Um, But I think eighth house energy would have a little more like, it's giving a little more like slow burn, not as like initially like falling head over heels for people. 
Okay, mine's also, my Cupid is also in Taurus, mm-hmm. but that's my first house, which um, I do feel like people tend to, like, have initial crushes on me, and I'm like, you know nothing about me, like, ascendant-wise. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't think you actually like me, but I get you think that's that I'm funny. beautiful. Yeah, that is kind of true. Right? Yeah. And then I end up with people, and I'm like, I swear you don't like me. <laughs> yeah like you actually didn't look into this at yeah. all <laughs> i've been like i'm always like yeah i've kind of been this the whole time i'm not yeah, sure i don't know what you thought this. that's so funny that is interesting <laughs> though but i do also think like you i mean we all do but i do do also love someone that like loves you oh for sure yes no i de- definitely i mean same but that is like giving that first house yes up next we have amor it means love in latin and is associated with eros which is the god of love i also saw somewhere that it like someone else said it was like named after cupid um amor is going to represent like your perfect partner this could be like romantically or sexually um it so it's going to rule like like qualities of love like kindness affection or intimacy traits like that you would want in a partner like the ways that you want to give and receive love kind of thing um i do think that the key with a lot of these like asteroid placements are like there are a lot of like things that you look for in others but i think also a nice reminder that they are things that you should like find in yourself Mm -hmm. first like you cannot just be getting all of these traits from your partner you have them inside of you as well Mm-hmm. Um, my amour is in Aries. Um, so like I tend to want someone with like strong opinions, who's a leader and like has like spontaneous, like fun energy. And it's in my 12th house. So <laughs> different vibe. Um, but I also want to have like a deep spiritual connection with them. Yeah. Mine's also in Aries, but in my seventh house, um, and famously, my boyfriend is an Aries. And um, <laughs> I don't know. I guess like, yeah, I like I feel like I just this is always when I talk about Aries, I'm a Libra rising. So my descendant is Aries. Mm-hmm. So that it's very fitting that that is also in that in that little house of Aries land. Um, but it is like it is just that like Aries Libra like dynamic, I feel like of the just like. If you want to be this like poofy cloud that just fo- floats around in the universe, yeah. like you need someone to like have direction and like know what's going on. And like, obviously I always know what's going on and I'm always <laughs> in charge, but like, I don't like to pretend I am. So like that kind of vibe, I feel like is very attractive, strong opinions, very heady. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, something else to point out is that if you ha- were to have a more in the first house or like conjunct the ascendant, people probably find mm. you super attractive and like people just like automatically like love you. Mm-hmm. Charming. Yeah, totally. Okay. Next up we have psyche, which psyche is Greek for soul. Mm. Um, so this is an interesting one because I feel like it has like it's got a lot going on. So obviously we have like the soul, the mind, the self. But then with the mythology, it gets more into like trust and love, passion, betrayal, jealousy. So the myth is like it's an Eros Aphrodite drama. 
But essentially, it's Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So we think about Beauty and the Beast. Stockholm Syndrome. Psyche. Yeah. So Psyche was like a, a pretty girl. And Eros loved Psyche. And that was Aphrodite's husband, I think. So she was like pissed. And, like, it was a whole drama. She, was, she like, sent her, like, so then Eros, like, posed as, like, some weird creature <laughs> to, like, try to get Psyche to fall in love with her. Like, Beauty and the Beast. Like, that's what Beauty and the Beast is, you know, spun off of or whatever. And then Psyche and Eros did eventually end up together. So that's what she was granted, like, Im- her immortality came through love with her marriage to Eros because then it made her a goddess. Even though I don't know what the fuck happened to Aphrodite. I don't know. There's so much drama in mythology. There's it so is actually kind of interesting. <laughs> I feel like th- there was like a mythology person on Normal Gossip one time and I would probably actually really enjoy that podcast. She they had yeah. their own podcast about mythology and like they were like it's all gossip and drama and I'm yes. like honestly I should we should listen to we it should. because it comes up a lot in astrology but Um, so it's very much like the themes we can take from it. It's like giving like how to unify yourself to your soul. So obviously Psyche in the story did that through love, even though the love (laughs) was really fucked up because it's an ancient myth, but like it's kind of either like unifying like yourself to your soul and like how do you find your like kind of hero's journey maybe kind of vibe like or doing that to someone else like how do you find your like highest self through like combining with another soul or like connecting to yourself um obviously I think this comes up then as like a lovey asteroid so much because we find so much of ourselves in like relationships we see ourselves reflected back to us in relationships that kind of thing so obviously it's like a great time to like learn about yourself and like see those patterns that you have in a relationship but I don't want to be like I don't want anyone going out of here being like well my psyche is in their seventh house and so my highest form is dating them but like (laughs) that's exactly what I'm thinking but like very much like how to heal so you can be loved and love yourself. Um, this is in my second house in Scorpio. And so I feel like it's a lot of like value comes through like a deep like understanding of things and like valuing like kind of like I mean I do really value like psychology and I really want people to like know how they work and I want to know how people work and like that's something like we can think of like second house is like our value you know Taurus energy so how to like knowing how you want to go through life and like not being afraid of your shadow with that Scorpio energy um can also be like in a water sign it said it can be a lot about just like being intuitive just like letting mm. intuition kind of lead and like letting you learn about yourself through like intuition. Um, but I do think like Leo, this placement, if you had it in Leo, this does feel like Belle to me. Yeah. Like being like, oh my God, he's like ugly, but like <laughs> I still fell in love with him. <laughs> Like look at what I learned along the way. <laughs> so maybe if you have this placement in Leo, you should date someone who you don't find conventionally attractive. And then they'll turn into a prince. 
Yeah. But a, a good one to look at for synastry too. People say like Venus conjunctions are like very like life changing love vibes. Like, mm. like really like kind of coming into yourself kind of vibe, even if you don't stay with the person. Um, but just one of those things that you're like, oh my God, this is like, this is changing my life forever. Also psyche conjunct <laughs> arrows. People say this is like a soulmate placement. Again, take that with a grain of salt, but <laughs> just sharing. I don't even want to know. Like, what are you going to say? <laughs> anyway, mine's in Scorpio in my seventh house. Um, also is conjunct my Chiron, which I just think like the overall like relationships are like so hard for me. And I am yeah. just like so independent and whatnot elsewhere and like my core wounding but also like what yeah like I think when I figure that out it's gonna be no, crazy totally. Totally. <laughs> yeah it is just so interesting I think when <laughs> I do think that one's like really I would like to know more about that placement because I do think it's like I think it is like a good one to know even though like the story that it comes from is like really bad mm-hmm it's really bad. Now that I'm talking about it more, I'm like remembering it more. And it's just like, yeah, ter- not just good. one of the like really fucked up myths where you're like, I'm sorry. And this was a win. Like <laughs> this was a positive for everyone. Yeah. Okay. But I do think it is an interesting one because it's really about, it's just about learning. Yeah. It's about learning about ourselves and how we connect with others and how we can be better be ourselves because of it. I think maybe this would be a good one for us to like do more case study research on yeah if you're listening text us about your psyche placement how you feel like it comes up for you maybe we can do a little more yeah that'd be fun looking into our friends charts and things to see if we get more insight or Mm -hmm. maybe it's just like one of those things that like we're just I'm like we're not old enough to know about (laughs) like it they Mm -hmm. just haven't like manifested yet yeah up next we're going to talk about antros this is eros's brother oh was created to like be a companion or kind of like counterpart for him Mm -hmm. so whereas like eros is more like sexual tension not tension but like sexual like interest attraction Uh antros is the god of requited love and the punisher of scorned love so like people that like are do badly in love or like hurt the people that they love kind of thing um so this is going to represent like how you give or receive love it's going to rule like mutual feelings like the things that you are attracted to that are also attracted to you um and I think this, like, could very much show up if you are, like, someone that has a hard time being loved, which I think most of us do. It is, like, equally as hard to love as it is to, like, receive it. Or even if it's just, like, if you're someone that, like, when people offer your th- you things, you're like, no, 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 I'm okay, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. They love you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Accept it. Um, so mine is in Aries, which I don't – I had a hard time, like – I had a hard time, like, translating this mm-hmm. to myself. I don't know. I guess maybe we can discuss, but I didn't, like, feel connected with the Aries that much. I don't know. I guess I am, like, pretty direct. Yeah. If I love someone, 
Mm-hmm. And like my actions. Do you think it's more the twelfth house? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. If it's like I'm concealing this. Yeah. And I do not let it see the light of day. Yeah, that's interesting. More of like hidden. And that's why I can't, I can't fucking talk about it. I'm like, nothing's coming up for me. This is just not coming up for me. <laughs> okay, maybe it could that's be that. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's in my sixth house and um, Pisces. Is that just giving that I met my boyfriend at work? Yeah, I'm weak. A little like, bit. Kind of. Yeah. It's giving. It kind of is. I mean, I guess, like, the things that are interesting in, like, a relationship, not just, like, a crush or something, is, like, for me, it is, like, day-to-day vibes. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you, like, fit into each other's life? I love working with, like, people I love. Yeah. Like, that kind of energy. Yeah, I do think also maybe just, like, this is – one that's like better for sinistry i do think like an an antros aspect could just like mean that there is requited love or yeah. there is like a higher like chance of like yeah there totally being a mutual vibe mm-hmm. um and if you don't have any aspects i think there's maybe like a chance of scorn yeah a chance of scorn or just like if your crush does not like you back like i don't know maybe maybe check it out or yeah definitely okay next we have sappho named after the greek lesbian poet iconic this is the first asteroid to be named after a person too which is actually cool like a real person not like a a vibe god (laughs) (laughs) um this Asteroid is connected to the arts, femininity, lesbians, poetry, how you express your sexuality. Um, obviously, they're a poet, so it, like, can rule just, like, poetry and writing and stuff like that. But then it, like, skews more sexual, too. Sun, Venus, and Mars aspects here are going to, like, point more sexuality, where, like, Mercury and Neptune are going to have more of, like, the creati- creativity side to it. Um, for the Gleeks. I forgot I put this in here. <laughs> I was reading like an article and it was like Jane Lynch and her Sappho placement. I'm like, stop. Like, obviously, <laughs> I'm including this. So she has Sappho square her sun and trine her Venus. Her sun, trine her Venus. Okay. So that's interesting. But I just thought that was so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, just for the Jane Lynch thing. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was like, good for her. She got the right up. Um, mine is in my eighth house in Taurus. Um, I don't know. It's just very much giving pretty bitches finer things yeah. in life. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just like is. nice, nice, slow, slow living, slow art making, mm-hmm. beauty all around us. Still, just has that very Venus energy that I think is like very much in the rest of my chart. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's also Taurus. So my first house. Mm-hmm. It's giving I want to come off. It's giving identity. It's giving I want to come off as a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. That's all we have to say. That's about all that. we have to say. It's just giving that I want to come off as one, doesn't it? <laughs> so badly. And yet, here we are. Up next, we have the asteroid Lust. 
I was like, that is such an interesting name for one. And it's like not really after anything. Just lust. It's just lust. They said, let's keep it simple. Right. Straight you to the point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, this does have to do with Lucifer. Um, Lucifer like asks, what do you desire? Mm-hmm. Um, in some, like, I can't really tell you like what scenario this is. Someone's like down there. He says, what do you desire? And then that person like shares. It's kind of giving like. You know, those things that you've never, you've never, like, admitted that you, like, mm, lust desire. after. Yeah. Um, so it's, like, all those, like, deepest, darkest desires. Going to be, like, raw sexuality. Like, what arouses us. Um, I think this shows up typically as, like, sexually related desires and, like, lustful attraction. Um, but I think it's also, like, what desires you use sex to fulfill. Mm-hmm. Is a nice way of putting it. For example, <laughs> mine is in Capricorn, which my Venus is too. So it's just like giving more of that. Um, but I just like am so attracted to power and status. And like I very much do use like flirting to like climb my social ladders mm-hmm. or like dating. Um, and it's in my ninth house so very like adventurous in my sexuality I'm, I've always been a, I'll try anything once kind of vibe um, and just like need space to like explore and experiment kind of thing mine's in my fourth house in Capricorn <laughs> okay I don't know what that means. <laughs> you like to be at home I know <laughs> okay you desire to be the matriarch yeah, I guess, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I think it That's is. That's true. Okay, that works. <laughs> I desire to be in control of my home and my relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Casanova. <laughs> <laughs> Named after Giacomo Casanova, the original womanizer and man slut. Mm. This is a fun one. I feel like it's just like big masculine energy here. If you're familiar with... Uh, Carrie Underwood's song Cowboy Casanova. Oh, there you go. It's a banger. Um, like seducing, simply to seduce, kind of vibe. How you play the game. Mm-hmm. Um, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I like cover my. I cover I'm not my looking. No, it's just like it's just like good. Mine is just fucking in Cancer yeah. in my tenth house. Fucking big ass baby energy. And, like, honestly, I play big-ass baby in work, in relationships, everywhere. It fucking works for me so well. It always has worked for me, and it will probably always work for me. (laughs) And as harmful as that is to everyone else, I'm sorry, but I will pay baby till the day I die. Yeah. It's just just what works. (laughs) It's what gets me to win. Um, Mine's also in cancer, which is, what, my third house? Mm. (laughs) <laughs> me crying every time <laughs> I upset one of my friends <laughs> yeah um I don't know I'm trying to think of it from like a man's POV yeah no exactly from Giacomo's POV <laughs> <laughs> it could just be like you're just playing the game not in a bad way yeah fair but like on the reg you know yeah <laughs> I love the game. Yeah. I'm an avid player of the game. (laughs) And finally, Aphrodite. 
Aphrodite is our Greek goddess of love and beauty to the Romans. Like she is Venus. Mm -hmm. So very much like very much Venus here. Um, It's going to represent like how you enchant people or like how you are enchanted. Um, She rules fertility, beauty, love, passion. And it's also going to show up in a lot of ways similar to Venus. It could be like aesthetics, whether that be like your style or like what colors look good on you, like your flirting style, like how you are most charismatic. Um, This could also be like where you find yourself like in touch with your like divine feminine or if it's like not a trait that we've developed yet um, could be more like like vain or like obsessive and manipulative kind Mm -hmm. of thing um mine is in aquarius so we obviously know that i'm the quirkiest uniquest little (laughs) little alien in the whole world um but i do find that like people are charmed by me when i act like weird and silly and goofy Mm -hmm. around them and it's in my 10th house which I have noticed recently, I feel like we must have talked about the app Dimensional. On yeah, we definitely have. We, I, we love the app Dimensional. We like, it, it's like one of those, like you take a bunch of like personality quizzes and it like tells you about yourself. And there's like one graphic and it's like, what like my worst traits. And it says like humble bragging. And I feel like when we saw that you were like, I don't really feel like you do that. And then since then I've noticed that it's because I only do that when I'm flirting with someone. Oh, that's funny. Because I'm like, that's I don't think you do that. But like, I, even now you saying this, so I'm like, I've never heard you do that. Because that is like I so, don't like flirt yeah, with people like so aggressively funny. in front of you. Yeah, that's very but no, funny. I'm very much like. <laughs> I'm like, like, what do you say? <laughs> I'm trying to think of something I like said recently. <gasps> I just like okay, I was on a date and I was saying how I like have been love bombed a lot like Mm. in my past and I was like and I get it I am literally amazing I'm so cool and successful and nice like I get it like I get why someone would be obsessed with me yeah I don't think that's brag (laughs) (laughs) I'm like well that's true (laughs) exactly and I mean it is true but like yeah no I don't some people That's have, funny. like, a really hard time being like, yeah, I'm amazing. And when I'm flirting with someone, I'm like, yeah, I'm amazing. Yeah. I, we I both know it. it. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like that is, like, so 10th um, house. But also it is just um, I do want to be, like, widely beloved. I want yeah. to enchant the public very totally. much so. Um, Mine's in my fifth house in Aquarius, which just makes sense. Um, that's like where my Venus is too. Like mm-hmm. everything is there for me pretty much. Um, and I do feel like that's just like my identity is very tied to that placement. Like my fifth house Aquarius just like makes so much sense for me there. But the Aphrodite is definitely very much like, like, I feel like that's how I like give to the world, but that's mm-hmm. also how I like to be like seen and perceived and loved by like creativity mm-hmm. and by making things and like putting it out or like people collaborating and that kind of energy. Yeah. yeah. Also Aquarius, so yeah, I also have to be unique and one of the 
Of course. Obviously. Never been done before. (laughs) And I think also, like, aesthetically that lines up for you. Just, like, very creative and colorful and, like, DIY-y. Yeah, exactly. I have new hair, guys. (laughs) If you didn't notice, I have aquamarine hair. I can't believe I haven't brought it up till now. I know. I was I thought I of forgot. it mid episode and I was like, I oh, just I can't like caught an it. Day. Yeah. Yeah. So I beautiful aquamarine <laughs> <laughs> Okay, humble brag. <laughs> um but like if you're not watching, it's like from Aquamarine, the movie. Like how she has blonde hair and then has just like a couple blue pieces in it. And I also have shell you're not gonna be able to see these at all I but can i plug have a, a plug a photo in i there. have really cute shell nails right now with like aquamarine pearls on them because i literally like i said this to yesterday but i was like i'm going i'm going on my vacation in costume <laughs> as you should i'm going in costume as a mermaid <laughs> <laughs> to the beach i so. think that's amazing yeah i'm excited <laughs> i brought it all pulled together um, one last little tidbit for Aphrodite, um, definitely another one where if it's like conjunct to your ascendant or like any of your inner planets it will make you like particularly mag- magnetic to people. Um, but also if you recall last season, we did our little math season and we talked about degrees. So if you have Aphrodite in the Leo degrees which would be 5 17 or 29 Mm. um there's a chance of like you being recognized because of your style like you could be like famous me I'm like yeah (laughs) let me zoom in there I don't have that okay no mine's at eight mine's at 22 whatever maybe somewhere else maybe somewhere else um but yeah those are the asteroids wasn't that fun i think that was fun (laughs) there's also like there's so many more we could have done yeah i just was like i feel like i can't put more on this list no i think we did a good number and then we'll have to do another continuation because like literally even still within the realm of like dating and yeah. like love and relation like it's still there's so many it's just so interesting yeah well, we will do all million by the time literally our our pod days are over. <laughs> um, yeah, go look up your asteroids. Yeah, text us about it, please. Are we singing? I think we are. Hot topic. <laughs> Welcome to Hot Topic, where every week we talk about a topic that is hot. And it usually has to do with something (laughs) burning hot. Um, Sometimes we like to put it in theme. And so today we're going to talk about virginity. It's giving ancient. It's giving Greek mythology. Purity vibes. Yes. Um, I don't know. I don't even know where to start. Me either. Okay, I guess I'll start with, like, I do feel like people, like, kids are having sex so young. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's just so, I think it's just such a, like, weird, unnecessary thing, kind of. But also, it's like, you can't, like, I would never want anyone to feel, like, ashamed. Yes. Or, like, like, virginity obviously isn't real. But, like, it's, like, not a real thing. But I do, I do think, like, when... 
Like, I just have, like, people that have, like, siblings or cousins or whatever. And, like, they're all having sex at, like, 13, 14. Like, that's it's really scary to me but then like where is the where is the line of like like obviously that's like when you go through puberty and you like start to get horny but then like i'm trying to but i guess that is like not the psychological like that is like literally like human survival instincts Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i'm like where is where is like the line though I don't know. Because, like, yeah, that feels... That feels really young. But, like, not... I don't think it's, like, a bad thing because you had sex. It's more just, like, why, Like, what is the, like, intention, I Yeah. Guess? Or, like, the need. I do just feel like it's, like, an internet thing, maybe. Like, I just feel like you just, like, you have, like all access to everything on the internet so you just think you can like there's no reason why you wouldn't just like do everything like nothing is like nothing is like for adults anymore or something maybe I don't know I just think that's interesting I think it's like something to like I just think about when I like obviously like don't think that anyone should feel the need to like wait or feel ashamed for wanting to have sex or for having sex but then I also am like I don't know if you need to have sex when you're 13 like I just because like I don't I don't think I made good decisions till I was like 24 for sure yeah like last year you know what I mean so I'm like I just think like as someone who was was a teenager like I didn't really make good choices I kind of did to be honest but then when I was a little older I didn't but like I just think well, you had to make up for your good. Yeah, exactly. So then it's like, yeah, I just like I do think it's so interesting. Like, how do you approach it? In a way that's not shameful, but also being like, you don't need to do that. Yeah. Well, okay. I wish I would have done more research for this because I did literally none. But like, I can only imagine that the concept of virginity was created by like religions as a method of control yeah or just like the just the patriarchy in general as like a way i think it was like a way to sell women for marriage yes because otherwise there was nothing like special about people yeah that's obviously not true that's terrible but i think that was like i think it was like for marriage because otherwise why would you get married Right. So they needed to more make someone, they needed to make like a barrier for like, you have to get married so you can have sex, but mm-hmm. you're only valuable if you haven't had sex yes. as like a wife or whatever. Yeah. And I guess it probably also was like, just like a method of birth control. Yeah. But like a abstinence by shame. Yeah, for sure. And repression. Yeah. I know it's so interesting. I do also, this is like another offshoot, but I do just like, I've seen so much like, like casual sex is bad on the internet now. Hmm. And I just like, I disagree obviously, but like, obviously like I understand that it's not healthy for some people, but I do just like, I'm like, what? Mm, like that's just slut shaming. Yeah. Sorry. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? I just think that that's, like, another, like, hard line that I s- I've just been, like, seeing a lot of, like, 
people being like casual sex is the devil like sex is like an energy like whatever the fucking people say about sex but like which like I get I know some people who like don't do well with casual sex like they get very attached or like whatever you get very emotional like that's fine obviously but like I feel like that's just like a something you need to like know about yourself like I don't I don't know I feel like it's almost like a swing from like the like cosmo sex positive era to then like everyone was just like okay the way to be empowered is to have sex with a bunch of people which is like not necessarily true but then it's like then the flip of that isn't necessarily better yeah yeah which this is something that i've been working on in therapy for the past couple weeks is just we need to let go of the binary yeah totally it's just not like ever gonna be like one way or the other way like most things live in that like gray area and like as we know from reading birth charts like everybody's a little bit different and so like everything's gonna work a little bit different for any everyone yeah and then it's just at the end of the day there's just like no good or bad i know things just like don't really matter like that. i'm pretty sure no they don't I think that is just, like, the blanket statements yeah. is what upsets me. Because, like, I don't know. I had a lot of casual sex, and it didn't really affect – I mean, literally, I got STDs. But that's, like, whatever. <laughs> like, you go – like, that's bad. But, like, emotionally, like, it didn't bother me. Yeah. And I feel like people being, like, sex is so sacred. Like, I don't feel like I'm any less, like, sacred or took care of myself less or, like – my energy is to like stuck with some man's penis like what do you mean like I just like don't know what people mean by that and I think it's so literally just like feels like a different way to be like you need to be a virgin you need to be pure for your right person or whatever I just think it's so weird or like maybe just like that doesn't work for you yeah and you should say I should I had a really hard time with this if you feel like you have a hard time with this that's like something you know you're not alone But again, yeah, like, we should not be making blanket statements. Like, ever. Ever. Because, like, yeah, I, some, some sex is, like, sex is sacred to some people. And then also some sex is sacred to other people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, for some people, only certain sex feels sacred and, like, not, it doesn't have to, I don't think. As long as it's consensual and you're having a nice time. I don't know if it needs to feel sacred. I don't think so. Maybe for you it does. And that's beautiful and you should know that about yourself. Yeah. But for other people, it's n- it's like... Yeah, it just feels like we're bringing up like a conversation that we already had with like a different name. Yes. Kind of vibe. And I just think it's interesting. It is interesting. Because I think it leans like spiritual vibes too, which is obviously a realm we exist in. So it is like, it's just not one of the ones I love. Yeah. Well, something, I don't, I don't know how this is going to be directly correlated yet, but in a similar space, something that Jessica Lignato brings up like every week on her podcast is like about how there is a very like very much a pipeline from like a certain new age crowd and yeah. white supremacy mm-hmm. 
like just because people are on the internet being like i'm so spiritual this is how you like connect with your higher self doesn't mean that they're like not a white supremacist or like whatever like it doesn't mean that they have the same values as you yeah totally yeah yeah I like that's I feel like I can't I can't go off on my life coach MLM tangent right now (laughs) maybe because honestly that's the same as what you're saying it's the same as what I'm saying and that is all very feels very virginity coded it is super virginity coded but it's like well, okay. So I have a theory that, so like being a life coach is definitely an MLM. And I have, I, it's been something I've been thinking about for a while. And like, I don't know if you guys follow any life coaches, but like they all like have the same values and they all go to Bali, which also just has some like fucked up whiteness things happening there. <laughs> and then they all like, so like, if Aubrey was my life coach, I would start seeing Aubrey. And then I Aubrey would be like, you, like, somehow, I don't know how it works. I've never gone. But I, I'm really, from what I've piecing together, because I do a lot of stalking in my free time, is then Aubrey would say, you should share your gift with people. So then now I'm a life coach. <laughs> and then now I'm telling people that Aubrey changed my life. Pay Aubrey 10 grand. But I'm also starting a program for $5,000. I'm going to bring in my, I can't be mean. I can't say what I was about to say. I'm going to bring in my group of people who want to see me. And then those people are going to start seeing me. And I'm going to say, you should see my teacher above me, Aubrey. And then these people, oh my God, you have such a gift. You should share this with people. And then now my three little bitches are now life coaches too. And then they funnel people up to me. And then they funnel people up to Aubrey. That's an MLM. Yeah. That's a fucking and, MLM. And somehow all it's of a these. It's a pyramid scheme. All of these people with gifts are white women, aren't they? They're all <laughs> white women. And a lot of them say very interesting harmful things about how they used to be lesbians that comes up so much they used to be lesbians and now they they are submissive so pointed at me they are submissive i don't mean it that as your life all. coach <laughs> as my pyramid scheme member and then they say like and now i am so happy being submissive to my man it is so deeply weird and I don't know if this is like just a me thing like I don't know if anyone else is on this corner of the internet but like I obviously like I knew one person who's in this world and then so obviously no <laughs> like, I should fucking, we have her on the podcast I fucking dug in um no um so I have dug in so deep to it but it is like so interesting and it feels very because they talk about like pleasure and like self-pleasure and stuff so it's not abstinency but it's not it's not have sex with anyone outside of your partner or like I feel like the goal is like either like you have to pleasure yourself or you have to find a man and then you guys can do that together like it's not I don't think there's anything but that yeah like it's all about like if it's pleasure it's for deepening it in your well like yourself whatever but I think the goal is your relationships always Mm -hmm. but yeah there's something so fucking weird and like 
very, very white supremacist, very, very harmful, anti-queer people, anti-women, anti-like everything I can think of. Probably racist. They're not putting that right on their Instagram feed, but I'm sure if you, <laughs> I'm sure there's some weirdness if we you got deeper them, into yeah. it. I don't know. I just think it's so like that because obviously it's all spirituality. Spirituality. It's not like it's not like gym bro dudes. It's no. like it's like pretty white women who have like reached transcendence. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting. But yeah, that they're where a lot of the like anti-casual sex comes from but i see it other places too yeah do whatever you want people do whatever you want make informed choices don't shame other people for theirs and don't get swept into a pyramid scheme amen don't do it (laughs) amen See a licensed therapist. Yes. That's all. (laughs) That's all. You've reached the crush crisis hotline. Hotline bling. (laughs) Hotline bling. Hotline bling. Drake would literally sue. Yeah. (laughs) If you heard that rendition. Okay. Hi, hello. I'm forever and always having friend crushes, which can get you into some sticky situation stuff, especially if close friends. I'm sorry, I didn't introduce this at all. This <laughs> is a- <laughs> I was like, we're diving right in. This is a submission from a listener, and we're going to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> you were just talking about scripts. Everyone thought you just came in. Hi. <laughs> okay, back. Hi, hello. I'm forever and always having friend crushes. Which can get you into some sticky stuff, especially if close friends, friend groups are involved. My most recent crush is with one of my best friend's best friend since she moved out this way. I just recently moved here to be closer to my best friend and be around a more inclusive community. As a bisexual trans man, I've been struggling to build strong romantic intimacy with cis women. Usually friend zone from the start if we meet in person slash through mutual friends. And then the dating apps route is worse because people often write me off for being trans without truly knowing me. Mind you, I'm a very flirty person and will often flirt with friends to keep fun banter alive. And also, why not? My friends are hot. (laughs) Anywho, the best friend's best friend that I have a crush on. She is a Leo sun, aqua moon, Virgo rising and Mercury. And with a Leo, uh, Libra, Venus, Scorpio, Mars. I am feeling so drawn to her in almost a shy way where I don't flirt with her all the time, even though I have a big old crush, multiple dreams, and can't get her off my mind kind of crush. (laughs) We get that. I really enjoy our interactions, especially flirty intellectual conversations, because it's mainly her ranting, and I rate that. Is that like a is that like a, a, a slang? I think so. Okay. I was thinking like hate, but it's not hate. No, I think it's like I'm into that. Great. I have already tried to subdue this crush slash feelings for the comfort of my best friend, with whom I drunkenly told a while back, but they keep coming back as it 
um, as I'm around her and learning more about her and liking a lot of things. I'm wanting to try to see if there's something reciprocated because I truly feel there might be, but she maybe is internalizing the friend dynamics as well. I will note that she has been very forthcoming about not believing that there is a person out there for her, which is a defense mechanism because her one and only relationship that burnt her years ago was with her best friend. So we've got some trauma here. <laughs> and that which is not which is not the f- not the mutual best friend. Or is it? It's the best friend's best friend. But that's not a mutual best friend. They have different I don't know. best friends. I don't know. Okay. We don't know that best friend. I'm not sure if it's the best friend or okay. a different best friend. Okay. And that she's had some interesting experiences with said hat friend guy friends crushing and telling her that crushing and telling her that have not ended well for them. Worst case scenario. Really don't want that to happen. TBH, I do not know her sexuality 100%, but she is thrown around, thrown about in conversations that she is open. Is there something astrologically strong enough between us that would make sense to move things up a notch? Maybe make the crush more well-known so that we could have a conversation about it at the least? Is it worth it? Please and thank you. Okay. And our listener here has a Taurus sun, Virgo moon. And Taurus rising. And a whole bunch of grand trines, it seems. Oh, wow, yeah. So it seems like you're a superstar. Yeah, quite a balance. Um, a little chart there. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm excited for this shift to friend crush territory from work crush territory, just to change it up a little bit. I thought you were. I thought somehow I missed that. Like they used to be work, oh, and they no. were taking it out of work. I was like, "Why is everything?" No, I just love that this isn't work crush for one time. Yes, we're not mad about the work crush. We're not mad. I'm just excited for something new. We love to switch things up. Back to HR next week, maybe. Yeah, we literally the next one we have is HR. Okay, remind me of our crushes, please. Okay, our crush has a Leo Sun, Aqua Moon, Virgo Rising. Virgo Mercury, Libra Venus, Scorpio Mars. Okay. So I do think because our listener, he has a Taurus rising. So is Venus ruled like us? I do think this retrograde period probably is going to be like a good time to just marinate on it. Yeah. Like we've been saying, like you probably just like. It maybe has been coming up for you more, too, over, like, the last couple weeks because it just feels like you're like, oh, my God, should I do something about my crush? Should I do something about my crush kind of energy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably because, like, with the Venus retrograde, you're just, like, thinking a lot more about it. Um, so I do think this would be, like, I would ride it timing-wise at least. I would ride it out through the retrograde period or, like, continue to just, yeah. like, gather information um before like and you yeah okay they also do have like they have a virgo mercury so then like this retrograde Mm. period might be like a little sticky for them too so i don't know i do i literally said like let's we could talk more about the astrology and stuff but like timing wise i would say let's give it a fall 
a fall well, re- like a fall start day. I was just gonna say the same exact thing because taking from Alice Bell go listen yeah. to our Astro Book Club episode trust your timing with Alice Bell I also have a Taurus rising so like right now there's nothing transiting our like seventh house which granted there is some stuff in our fifth houses right now so it does feel like we want to be dating and crushing and like like that kind of playful flirty energy but like my plan is to just keep it like cash flirty vibes yeah through these like retrogrades and stuff and then in like mid-october we're gonna have a bunch of planets in our seventh house so that will be more like relationshipy time yeah also like she is gonna be like in because we're in Leo season right now with her Virgo rising she's gonna be in like 12th house land mm-hmm. so she's probably not there either yeah um I would at least wait till she's into like Virgo season first house energy but I do think there's still gonna be a lot of retrograde situations happening yeah like probably still around that time so yeah like offset probably like let's push let's push our start date till the retrogrades start to unwind you're gonna have a little more relationship energy too so like especially with some friend stickiness you're gonna want to make sure the timing is like clean and clear just to not like get yourself into some weird retrograde thing that lasts for two weeks and then you're like oh my god fuck like now what are we supposed to do as friends for the rest of time yeah like I think like those are relationships that you probably want to be a little more intentional about especially not to just like create weirdness within like with your best friend or whatever totally um they also have or right now Saturn is in Pisces and that is their Mm -hmm. seventh house so Mm -hmm. it's also giving like our crush is feeling some restrictions on the like relationship front yeah which is probably why you've been hearing so much about like yeah they're like past no one is for me kind of energy. yeah no it's giving very it's much that. Just that so I mean that is gonna last a couple more years but not to say that they can't like work through those things but yeah. it's just definitely like there is gonna feel like a blockage in that area for them mm-hmm you do both have like these nice like earthy airy placements though like the Virgo rising to your Virgo moon the Libra to the Libra Venus to the Gemini Venus like there are like nice yeah like nice placements that would for sure work as friends but probably like are why you find like such an interest and like click with them um so I do think astrologically it's not giving like huge red flag disaster the timing is more where I see stickiness yeah which I am a huge proponent right now of friendship building yeah and not dating anyone you don't know so I think it's amazing that you guys can be close and like you can get to know her and see like those triggers and like traumas that she might have and like not jump into anything before you have collected all of your information yeah it's gonna, like set you up for success anyway. yeah also with like her Scorpio Mars it is giving kind of that like I could never be good enough for anyone or I don't want to show mm. anyone like who I like who I really am or like I don't think anyone would love me energy so like having a friendship with someone with those placements will probably really like 
open them up to then like if you did start to date it would like you could actually have like success and like could move past that but probably if you just started dating someone with that placement like that kind of stuff would probably be a little like it would probably just take a lot more time to break down but ideally like if you have a friendship with them and you're like talking to them about those kinds of things already there would be some like more openness and like security or just like comfort there mm-hmm. um you do have your ascendant in late degrees of Taurus so while Jupiter is in your first house this whole year I think towards like maybe early 2024 you are really going to feel like the bell of Mm. the ball the king of the castle the most eligible bachelor (laughs) um yeah and like people are gonna be like attracted to you yeah and I think they are but like I think it will feel even bigger to you um early 2024 so love that keep that in your uh in your back pocket Mm mm-hmm because I don't think you're gonna have a you're gonna have a problem dating anybody then no for sure yeah I feel like it's like if this is something that's important to you like super or important enough to you to have to wait it out for sure wait it out if it doesn't feel important enough to wait it out it's probably not that important to you and you probably could like date someone else yeah in the meantime or something or just like maybe you're just like really stuck on this person right now but I think if you like know that there's like a bigger picture here with you two you should be able to be like no I'm willing to like wait till the like the fall or yeah. whatever like, yeah to yeah. kind of like try to see where things go and yeah otherwise date other people but <laughs> although okay something my therapist keeps saying to me is like is like every week they'll be like and could maybe we speak our truth this week? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'll be waiting it out. Thank you. <laughs> no, I will not be speaking my truth. Thank you for ringing it up. So I don't know. I think that there is there is yeah. an argument to speak your truth and to like have no, a conversation. No, for sure. Here. Especially if you just go into it being confident and like, hey, like I have a crush on you. How do you Mm -hmm. feel about that? Like, there's obviously nothing wrong with that. But no, um, no, I think more like where I think timing wise is like the pushing of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you would say whatever you want whenever. But like, maybe don't think things are going to like all of a sudden like spiral and you're like living together or like just like all of a sudden things are this beautiful blossoming relationship. Like it might take like a weird like, hey, I have a crush on you. What do you think? Yeah. For like, have you thought about it? You know, like for a couple months and then see where it goes from there. But I think just don't get discouraged if they're like, if they're also in this retrograde spiral, if you're in this retrograde spiral and things don't seem to be like progressing. Right. And then also, as I said at the beginning of this episode, it is Venus retrograde. So like maybe you just like won't feel this strongly about this crush. Like true. When we're out of when we're out of retrograde yeah just something to keep in mind maybe you will and that's amazing yeah and then you know for sure yeah Mm -hmm. thanks for writing in if our other listeners have a little tale like this that you'd like to share we love the depth of this Mm -hmm. um we have google forms there's a link in the show notes in our social media link in bios go fill it out We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you. Yay. 
that's our episode that's our episode thanks for joining us maybe leave us a review that would be nice that, that would be, be really so nice. nice i feel like you kind of i feel like you kind of liked i feel like you kind of liked it if you're still here yeah you definitely liked it leave a little review five stars only we need some more apple podcast reviews honestly so if you're a spotify slut maybe hop on over there and i don't know if you have to like listen to an episode first like listen to an episode then leave a review on apple you can also write things oh so you can write like you can give a number and then write shit down which i think is wonderful so best podcast ever that's what caroline calloway said so it's a quote (laughs) um we will see you on friday for a quickie episode and next wednesday for a full length episode stunning see you later sluts bye sluts